Welcome into the Husker 24-7 Not Named Post Game Show. Mike Schaefer, joined by Brian Christofferson, Michael Brunts. We will be soliciting names until we come up with uh, a show name that we like. But each week we are planning to get together after Nebraska concludes a contest and talk you through how the Huskers did. Yesterday, Nebraska played South Alabama, won 35-21, in a game that I don't think anybody quite expected even if they were maybe a little bit more pessimistic about Nebraska's chances this year, it's pretty hard to imagine a scenario where the Huskers don't score in the second half on offense, but score three times between its defense and special teams. So with that, I'll bring us right into it. Brian, when you think back to, to yesterday's game, uh, Saturday, August 31st, what what kind of stood out to you as, as you kind of parsed through the the wreckage, I guess you will, of, of Nebraska's season opener. Maybe we could call this uh, snap reactions or something, because that that's what stood out to me, is that the, the bad snaps, uh, just it felt like it completely screwed up the rhythm of half the plays in the first half. And I'm not just letting Adrian Martinez off the hook because it was a kind of weird game for him. He looked out of sorts, uh, looked a little hesitant. Really the first time in his career I've seen him like that. But I think a big part of it was he was worried every time, he, am I going to catch this thing first off, and is there going to be a guy right on top of me uh, right away? Obviously the interior of the O-line struggled, and you know it shows this is, this is a savvy fan base. They were worried about this center position all off season. And I think eyebrows were raised, you know, a week ago when Cam Jurgens was named the starter after kind of a quick rehab. And it's like, is he ready for it? And, uh, it, you know, it was a tough day for Cam. And I, I really like Cam, and I think he's going to be a good player. But uh, this is what you get when you have a redshirt freshman in the middle of your own line. You're going to have some growing pains. But I think it was a little harder harder than, than uh, we expected. What, what, do you, what do you see, Brunt? Yeah, for me, it was, I'll go the other side of the ball. Um, you know, as much as Nebraska kind of struggled offensively, uh, the, the defense, I think, really, you know, got its footing pretty early. I mean, you, you didn't see uh, the, the big plays, uh, the, the two touchdown drives that they gave up were, there are two of them, I guess, were, you know, started within their own territory with their backs against the wall a little bit. And, you know, I, I think what Nebraska did in this game defensively was they they flexed their depth a little bit you, you have Deontay Williams go out early who he's a guy that I, I think all three of us were expecting you know a, a really big season from and you, you bring Eric Lee in a, a converted cornerback who's kind of had his own ups and downs in the program he picks off two passes and, and looks like he's been playing that position his entire life uh, I, I thought the blitz calls uh, were, were good. You, you had Lamar Jackson even getting home uh, and, and forcing a turnover. So, you know, it, it really was just kind of a – it was a strange game, and, and it was just kind of a strange post game too because, you know, you, you've got on one hand the offense talking like they lost the game and, you know, the, the defense over here talking like uh, they, they played, uh, you know – as good as they could have imagined. It was just a really strange juxtaposition, especially with, you know, kind of how I think everybody thought this game was going to go or how the season was going to start with maybe the offense having to carry the defense for the first couple games. All right. Well, let's just jump right into the offense. And I mean, Brian, you, you mentioned the snaps. 
that's that's not just everything. I mean, there is there is some other issues there. What what else stood out? Snaps Adrian Martinez. What what else did you see from Nebraska's offensive unit? One thing that caught me by surprise. They designed a really nice play to get Jack Stoll the ball in that first drive, and they really didn't go back to that again. They really didn't go back to the tight ends much after that either. Yeah, I mean, the first drive, you thought all is well. This is what it's supposed to look like in what? Stoll ends up with three catches for 66 yards, and he had that 42-yarder on that kind of quick pop pass that I I really like in this offense. Uh, But you're right, they disappeared, and I think – a big part of it was they got taken out of their play sheet because they could simply not even get three or four yards running the ball. And when, when you're on first down and you're you know lining up against South Alabama, I think going into it, you expect, hey, we don't got to get too exotic here. We can go at these guys uh, with some of our base run stuff, and we should be able to get some yardage to put us in manageable down and distances. And Nebraska was not in those spots almost entirely throughout the game after the first drive. Even the first drive, uh, they converted, what, that third and 12 or third and 14, I think it was? They had a third and 14 on the first drive. They had a third and 12 on the second drive. And then they had the third and 28 on the third drive of the game when uh, the ball got snapped over Martinez's uh, head and he he just ate it. So all game long, it felt like that was the third down situation. And so I think they weren't in a, any sort of rhythm with their play calling. It felt like they were still a little off, too, with the receivers and Martinez. Like Conavai Noah, I, you know, he, I think, is going to do some things in this offense. But you could tell maybe the missed camp had hurt him a little bit. I thought maybe he could have had that touchdown on the one play. There was just – everything was just a little bit off. And I guess if we want to spin it – a little bit positive uh, before I hand it over. Um, I'd say in the post game, the defenders, they were the guys who are really standing by this offense saying, look, they had a bad day, but we've gone against these guys all August and they they're legit. They've moved the ball on us. They've done some good things. Uh, it's been a lot of give and take. There's been a lot of fighting in the fall camp. They're a feisty bunch. They'll be fine. It was the Husker defenders who were really coming to the, eight of the offensive guys in the post game saying they're going to be okay. But I understand, uh, I understand why there's, there's so much worry. Um, you know, and then Brunson, even special teams, I guess we can work all this in there, but that was interesting. You have the Spielman, uh, great play. And then kind of that typical thing that's happened in Nebraska where he, you know, they, they have a chance to step on someone's throat and then he fumbles it. And the game got a little weird at that point. Yeah, the 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 special teams game was interesting because it's it you, you figured that group was going to be better. I, I thought coverage wise they they were okay. Um, you know, you, you kind of had the weird situation with you know Barrett Pickering, who you were probably counting on being a, a solid guy for you. Uh, he's out with a hip flexor injury. You have to turn to a, a true freshman walk on and Dylan Jorgensen. Uh, that's a tough situation. Um, you know, I, I, I thought Isaac Armstrong uh, punted okay, um, got, got some good bounces, but, you know, not, not, not the kind of hang time I think that you're going to have to get, um, you know, going forward. So the, it, it was a little up and down. I, I thought Spielman looked pretty good. But like you said, I mean, you, you bring it back 70 yards one play and then muff it the next. I mean, the, those are the types of plays that, you know, are, are the difference between being a, you know, a nine and three team 
and a seven and five team. I mean, you you just can't give up those possessions. And I, I think they will get better. I, I mean, I, I was kind of thinking to myself, you know, first game, you always have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. But I, I was just surprised, um, you know, offensively and on special teams, how just inconsistent they were. And I, I think you were kind of hitting on the, the, the passing game a little bit. I mean, that that's where you, you miss a guy like Stanley Morgan, who when you needed somebody to give you a play or, or to get a little bit of separation and get open, uh, he could do that. And I, I didn't see, I didn't get the sense in kind of watching that game back that there were a ton of plays where there were just guys running free in the secondary, which surprised me a little bit. I, I do think Spielman was open several times and either Martinez didn't see him or he didn't have the time to get him the ball or his feet weren't set because he was already scrambling or moving or whatever. Uh, but I, I think they'll get some of that down. One thing with the, the running game, um, you know, I've already seen it kind of on our message board and we've seen it on Twitter. People are already down on, on Dedrick Mills. He's not the kind of rusher that, I mean, he needs the offensive line to do some work for him. I mean, he said in the past that he doesn't, you know, juke and, and all of that stuff, and he's not going to be the big speed guy to the corner. But if, if the offensive line can hope in some creases, I mean, he only lost one yard yesterday, which means that he managed to go forward constantly. But that's really hard considering he was often met right at the line of scrimmage on almost every run that he had. So uh, I, I think that there's still a lot more positive to come for Mills. We saw Maurice Washington a little bit. That situation is, is, I guess, if you'd say from the Nebraska football end of it, resolved for now because uh, he's, he sat out the first half and, and is expected to play kind of going forward. And he looked really good. I mean, he looked good in fall camp. He's the kind of guy that with this offensive line struggling the way that they did on Saturday, he can create his own spacing. He can get to the corner. We saw that. I think he had six carries for about 39 yards. Uh, he can be involved in the passing game, too. Uh, you know, Wandale Robinson, we saw a little bit, and, and he showed why people see him as an electric player. I mean, he's he's a very talented uh, guy with the ball in his hands, and, and he can make things happen. So I, I do think that there's definitely some positivity for that offense. They're going to have to get better in a hurry. Um, but, but I think that as bad as it looked at times on Saturday, I expect that they'll get some of these things figured out. I mean, they struggled last year at times on offense, and ultimately – you know, outside of that Michigan State game, the final six weeks of the season, they're humming along pretty well. So I, I think that they'll get to that point. It's just going to, like Brian said, they got to find a little rhythm. Like Brunt said, you got to get some of those receivers, need to create some separation, give Martinez something to work with. But I, I think all of that can happen going forward. But we will, we will certainly see when they take on a Colorado defense that will give a lot. Uh, and we'll see what Nebraska is able to take. Nebraska's defense, though, Certainly, I think surpassed what anybody in our group would have expected in terms of what they were capable of doing. I know South Alabama's offense is not particularly good, but you still got to love it uh, if you're a Nebraska fan right now and you see the amount of takeaways that they had, that they turned defense into offense twice, that uh, they were aggressive, they were flying around. And really, in my mind, I mean, they were given a short field two different times that led to touchdowns, and South Alabama drove on that last drive of their, of their game on offense. But other than that, Nebraska's defense was pretty stout most of the day. What do you think, Brian? Yeah. And I mean, I think you, everybody's heard about Cam Taylor and uh, kind of 
behind the scenes how great he is for this team. And I think this was the first game where the fan base really got to see, yeah, he's a he's a baller, as as Scott Frost would say. And uh, you know that that blitz where he forced the fumble and Alex Davis scooped it for a touchdown. You know that was a safety blitz. I I at first misdiagnosed it. I thought he was playing cornerback still, but he was actually lined up at safety on that play. And that was his first ever college play as a safety. And he basically seals the game or turns the game Nebraska's way with it. Um, so they've got some guys like that who, you know, are exciting. I think Colin Miller had a nice day. Um, you know, he was pretty active. Uh, there was kind of fun. Obviously, the Eric Lee story was fun. I think walk on Eli Sullivan suddenly is a guy you got to know about, at least, because he was out there in key situations. And they're going to need him for depth purposes because – Kind of hidden in this was Deontay Williams, I think, had a rough first quarter, but I think part of it was he was so ambitious to go out there like, this is my first game in this role. You know, I'm going to own this thing and make some plays. And maybe was a little over the top with it, took a bad flag, but then he gets injured. And I think that's a big loss if this if this carries a while. We'll see what the update on that is. But, uh, you know, now you have to maybe move Cam Taylor to safety or uh, Eric Lee's going to have to play there all the time. And I, I just think the way Deontay Williams was playing in fall camp and spring camp, that that could be significant. So there's some injury worries I have about this team heading to Colorado, too. One of them is Deontay Williams. The other is Pickering. Uh, you know, if you don't have a kicker for a game like that. Uh, but, yeah, they, they had a good day. And, um you know, uh, before I turn it to Bruns, the thing I'd say is as bad as some people feel today, uh, the beauty of this thing is it was in some ways sort of a preseason game. They got out of it unscathed. And if they can go play some good football and figure some things out and they pull out a win in Boulder by dinner time Saturday, we're not even going to remember this game existed, basically. Uh, so that's the opportunity they have in front of them. There's going to be a lot of doubters this week, and maybe that's a good thing. I, I thought, you know, when you look at what Nebraska judges defensive success by, which is disruptive plays, tackles for loss, turnovers, that kind of thing. I mean, that, that was a really successful day for the defense. I mean, you had, I think, nine or ten tackles for loss. You, you had the three picks. You had four sacks. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't – there weren't a lot of busts. I mean, there were a few big plays from South Alabama, but you never really felt like things were – really precarious um, for Nebraska's defense. You know, I, I know that some people were kind of down on the effort in the first half, but, you know, I, I thought it was a pretty solid effort. I mean, it's kind of one of those things where I think people are overly critical of the first game. Uh, but th- that's a performance you can kind of build on a little bit. And they're going to be challenged more against uh, against Colorado. I mean, you're facing a, a veteran quarterback. Uh, Chenault, uh, you know, on the outside is going to be a, a big challenge for, for Boodle and Jackson. But, um, you know, I... The, the guy we haven't mentioned yet who played a limited amount but was extremely effective is Jojo Doman. I mean, you, you look at kind of what, uh, you know, what that outside linebacker rotation is going to look like. You saw a lot of Alex Davis, uh, not so much Tyron Ferguson, but a lot of Caleb Tanner too. But Jojo Doman, uh, you know, within the first couple series of him being in there, had a couple tackles, uh, almost an interception. Um, so, how much they're able to get him on the field is going to be interesting going forward because he's coming off of that knee uh, issue that he had over the summer. They kind of want to be careful with him, but 
when, when you're talking about just a pure playmaker and a, a guy that's a difference maker on defense, I think you got to find a way to get him on the field more. That was probably my biggest personnel takeaway, I think, uh, for, from that game is, is, you know, how much can you get out of him early in the season? All right, gentlemen, it is game ball time. You each get to uh, to give one fictional game ball to a player that will never receive it, and they will cherish and honor this thing for the rest of their life. We'll start with Michael Brunts. Who gets your Nebraska-South Alabama game ball? Well, I'm going to actually send a Nerf football over to North Stadium for the uh, the, the lucky recipient of this game ball, but I'm going to give it to Eric Lee. Um, you know, he had, he had the pick six, and, you know, he, he's a, just a great story. I mean, a, a guy that was committed to Bo Pelini, uh, you know, stayed on with Mike Riley, was passed on the depth chart by a number of guys throughout his career, moved to safety as a senior, uh, wasn't a starter there, but uh, for him to kind of come out and, and put together the performance that he did, I, I think speaks to his uh, kind of character, I guess, and, and also, you know, maybe the fact that he could be a, a major contributor at safety if they need him to, depending on what Deontay Williams' situation is. So uh, Eric Lee gets my uh, war nerf football uh, of the week how, you should have done that like when bo gave the game ball to stanley how about stanley maybe <laughs> how about eric lee you know we should do stuff like that maybe um i if i take cam taylor who by the way is now going by cam taylor Britt. some people might have noticed that's the official name so you're going to see that in stories I don't know who Schaefer's going to pick, but I'm going to just take Cam Taylor Britt because I can't think of anybody else. Maybe Jack Stoll, but uh, Cam, you know, he had the pick. He almost took a pick back 95 yards on that one. I I think he was disappointed in himself. He got caught at midfield. Uh, His versatility is going to matter so much. Uh, Everybody's like, where is he going to play? Well, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be stuff like happened yesterday, and he's going to be on the field a lot. And I think he's going to be one of Nebraska's most reliable guys. I also think he's got like kind of a Mo Berry component to him where he kind of other guys feed off him and uh, they're going to need that on the road. They're going to need his mentality and his swagger and all that. So I'll go with uh, Cam Taylor Britt for our my fictional game ball. Brian, don't worry about me. I'm I'm more than capable of adjusting on the fly. And there's someone out there that uh, I think it was I think it was Brunt's. Mention him, maybe maybe it was Brian. Uh, I don't know. There's only three. So me. So it was one of Colin Miller. Colin Miller gets my game ball. I thought that he looked really good as Nebraska's inside linebacker opposite of Mo Berry. Uh, you could definitely see him pursuing downfield very well, and then certainly getting out on angles. I mean, he cleaned up. And and one of the things that was interesting to me is that there's some talk about Nebraska's front not being very good. I think that's kind of crazy because I thought the front really did their job. They let the linebackers eat. Uh, Those guys were were free most of the day, and it was a matter of them not over-pursuing. Early in the game, they were over-pursuing. They were in the wrong gap at times. Uh, Colin Miller did a really nice job when South Alabama tried to string things outside. He either forced them further outside into the secondary, or he was able to clean up the play himself. So I, I thought that he had a really nice first game. And I think Colin Miller kind of moved himself past Will Honus a little bit at this point in time as, as that battle will be ongoing throughout the rest of the season. All right. Well, that was our first uh, post-game podcast. Again, we're looking for a name. If you have a, a suggestion, we will certainly take it. Right now, it could be the How About Stanley podcast. Uh, you know, that, that's just an idea thrown yeah. out there. It, it, it's terrible, but, you know, you can probably do better than that. 
Let us know if you have an idea for our, our post-game podcast. As always, you can check out all of the great coverage at Husker 24-7. We'll be back with another, another podcast earlier this week. And then, of course, the Husker Hypecast as we get you ready for Nebraska's game in Boulder, Colorado, Nebraska. It's like the 90s, except it's not. <laughs>